Week like Elmo, you always do that Elmo voice for everything. I can't. I mean, I I'm trying to do the, the best Angela E voice as I can. Okay. Well, good morning, Yee. <laughs> good morning, DJ Envy. How's everything? Uh, good. I'm not gonna lie, I'm exhausted today. I've been having a long week, but uh, shout out to everybody who came out to my book club yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, every month I do this book club. I try to support uh, black authors because there's not a lot of outlets for authors to support themselves and to promote when they have a book coming out. Okay. So I do this book club and this is the first time I did it at the Schomburg, mm-hmm. which is in Harlem and it's part of the New York Public Library whole ecosystem. So I'm also an ambassador for the New York Public Library. So it was like my first situation with them. So nice. It was really great. And thank you to Devon Franklin who came out. He's going to be on the Breakfast Club this morning. Too. Yeah, he's going to be joining us this morning in a little bit. So we'll kick it with him. You know, yesterday I did nothing but sleep. I've been tired That's from... Nice. From Atlanta, I was in Atlanta for the last four days uh, from Super Bowl. I was looking at some properties. So I was just tired. So yesterday when I got home, I said hello to the kids. I was helping London with her homework. And the next thing I knew, it was 4 o'clock in time for me to get up. So I don't know if I helped her right. I don't know if I helped her. Because she had to make sentences. So I'm hoping the sentences are right. Well, look, I went to bed. I got home at like 1030. And then I have another book club. Uh, well, a book launch for Angie C. Thomas. She wrote The Hate You Give, and she has another book on the come up. Mm-hmm. So that book is like 400-something pages. Wow. And I, So I was trying to make sure I got through it, so I stayed up trying to read last night until I fell asleep. And then um, I also have officially launched my drinkfreshjuice.com, mm-hmm. which is my subscription-based press juices. So if you go to drinkfreshjuice.com, it's official, finally. It's taken a long time to get it together. I thought it was mm-hmm. going to launch in November, then December, but it's finally ready to go. Everything approved, and it's all fresh, natural pressed juices. It's vegan, all of that. Nothing added to it. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Did you see the um, Trump State home. of the Union? You I wasn't see home. It? I can just guess he talked about building a wall, talked about building a wall, and he said he's going to build a wall. I'm sure that's what he said. Well, don't worry. In front page times. news, I do have some of those recaps because I was trying to watch that this morning as mm-hmm. I was getting ready for work. So whatever you missed, we have some of those recaps for you this morning. All right. We'll get into all that. And don't forget Devon Franklin will be joining us in a little bit as well. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Yes, we're talking about. Don- oh, do you have any sports? Nah, there's no sports. Okay. What's up, Charlemagne? Hey, good morning, guys. All right. Go we're ahead, talking you. about Donald Trump's State of the Union yesterday. Now, uh, he is asking for unity in the government because, you know, the government shutdown uh, it has only been delayed until next week. So we, hopefully they can come to some sort of resolution so that people can stay working and stay getting paid for, for their work. Uh, here's what he had to say. We must choose between greatness or gridlock, results or resistance, vision or vengeance, 
incredible progress or pointless destruction. Tonight, I ask you to choose greatness. Hmm. All right. Now, he also, of course, has talked about border security. Here's what he says about border security. In the past, most of the people in this room voted for a wall, but the proper wall never got built. I will get it built. Congress has 10 days left to pass a bill that will fund our government, protect our homeland, and secure our very dangerous southern border. I have ordered another 3,750 troops to our southern border to prepare for this tremendous onslaught. All right. Now, um, he goes on to talk about these Chinese tariffs because, you know, a lot of people were discussing the economy and how that's going to affect people here. Here's what he said about well, wait, these before taxes. He, does, before uh-huh. he, does, he said, so if, if he doesn't do this in the next 10 days, what happens in 10 days? You're going to shut the government, yeah, another, shut the government down again? Back, shut it back down because, you know, it's only temporary right. that it's not shut down until, I think, the 15th, mm-hmm. if I, I'm not mistaken. I, I doubt he'll shut it down again, but it's possible. Yeah. You never know with this guy. Uh, here's what he had to say about these Chinese tariffs. We are now making it clear to China that after years of targeting our industries and stealing our intellectual property, the theft of American jobs and wealth has come to an end. Therefore, we recently imposed tariffs on $250 billion of Chinese goods, and now our Treasury is receiving billions and billions of dollars. Uh, Another thing that Donald Trump talked about in his State of the Union last night was uh, North Korea. Here's what he has to say. If I had not been elected president of the United States, we would right now, in my opinion, be in a major war with North Korea. Much work remains to be done, but my relationship with Kim Jong-un is a good one. Chairman Kim and I will meet again on February 27th and 28th in Vietnam. Uh, Donald Trump uh, in the State of the Union also goes on to talk about, here was something good that everyone cheered for, uh, women in Congress. And exactly one century after Congress passed the constitutional amendment giving women the right to vote, we also have more women serving in Congress than at any time before. Well, that was one of the good things that has come out from people being more aware of what's going on and understanding that they have to uh, make sure that we put ourselves in positions. I thought the State of the Union was solid. I mean, the bars weren't immaculate. He's no Baraka, no, you know. Well, he stuck to the script. No me, but, you know, he was good. Um, now, here's what Van Jones thought about Donald Trump's State of the Union. I saw this as a, as a psychotically incoherent speech with cookies and dog poop. He, he tries to put together in the same speech... These warm, uh, uh, kind things about humanitarianism and caring about children. At the same time, he is demonizing uh, 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 people who are immigrants in a way that was appalling. Demonizing. All right. Yeah, he, de- he, de- he, de- he definitely uh, was, was standing firm on his stance about illegal immigrants. Oh, he's never backing down no, from that. Now, that, here's, that's not happening. Here's what else Van Jones had to say about the State of the Union. No, that's oh, that's it? Okay, sorry. That's the only audio we got. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think Van is upset because Van didn't get a shout-out when Donald Trump took full credit for the first uh, first step act. You think that's all that was? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, when you talked about uh, Alice Marie Johnson, he said, my friends, he ain't give Kim or Kanye a shout-out either. Okay. So now Kanye's mad? <laughs> he might be this morning. My goodness. He ain't getting no shout-out.
All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night or your morning is horrible, or maybe you feel blessed. Whatever it may be, 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. You don't need snow to have an adult snow day. Head to eBay this winter and make the most of your money shopping eBay deals with our best price guarantee. Plus, free shipping on millions of items. If it's happening on your adult snow day, it's happening on eBay. The Breakfast Club. It's your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Eric from Detroit. What's up, bro? What up, though? Get it off your chest. What up, though? Good morning, Angela Lee. Good morning. Good morning, Charlemagne. What's up, brother? <laughs> What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, I'm, <laughs> excuse me, y'all driving. We, in Detroit, we have a we have a uh, severe ice storm, and I'm on my way to work right now, driving to some uh, driving to some ice. So I had to get y'all off the radio and put my uh, hand. Wasn't hand it right like here. 50 degrees there yesterday? Yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to tell you what they're saying. They say in Michigan, there's always, if you don't like the weather, just wait a minute. So, you know, first, we, we, we were like, we were like, uh, like 20, 30 below. And then like two days later, it got to 50 and now it's an ice storm or whatnot. Uh, but yeah, guys, I want to say a couple of things. First of all, you, you're making me think of something because I tried to call you guys last week. One day, some cat called you guys. He said, man, I'm so tired of this cold. I'm tired of this cold. Y'all said, where y'all call, where you calling from? He was like, Miami. And y'all flipped out on him like, oh, it's like three degrees here. And it's like 50 down there. That day, it was minus 20 in Detroit. Right. I wanted to get in, get on y'all line so bad to tell dude, will you sit still, brother? Come to Detroit <laughs> in the wintertime and you'll be crying to go home. Exactly. But uh, flip side, Charlemagne, this is for you, brother. Yes, Last sir. Last week or a couple weeks ago, you were talking to the guy Trav that calls all the time, and you uh, he had said he had a comment about you calling J Cole the Tim Duncan a rap. Right. Yes. Now, for me, this means one of two things: this guy doesn't watch basketball, or he does not understand who Tim Duncan is. I am a huge Spurs fan first and foremost. So when I heard you say that, I said that is so dead on. Calling anybody the Tim Duncan of anything is a supreme compliment because the guy was fundamentally sound, That's not it. flashy, and yet and still was a star. And I think you guys said he had four rings. He's got five. Five rings. Yeah, I had that wrong. Five rings, 15-time All-Star. Okay, two M- two M- MVPs, three NBA Finals MVPs. J- that's J. Cole. J. Cole is big, fundamental, not flashy, but he's a star. Hello, who's this? Kaffee? Hey, get it off your chest. Oh, my goodness, I can't believe I'm on air. <laughs> I was talking to somebody else. Okay, my daughter's birthday is February the 14th. I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. 803, what's happening? Okay. Okay, and then I want to shout out her YouTube page. She's not trying to be a rapper, Charlemagne. She's only three. Okay. She'll be four. <laughs> it's Skylar Love, S-K-Y-L-A-R-L-O-V-E. And we're doing a giveaway on her birthday if we get up to 10,000 subscribers and 10,000 views. What is she doing on the you, page? She play, what? What is she doing on her YouTube page? Play with toys? Open up toys? Play with toys. Mm-hmm. I ain't mad at you. There's a lot of kids making a lot of money doing it. And for some reason, my kids like to watch it. I don't know why, but it's it's confusing. But they do. Here's tell the thing, though. Kids, tell your kids to go over to my daughter page, Skylar Love. Now, it's a lot of Skylar Loves on YouTube, but she's the black three-year-old little girl. All right. <laughs> yeah, but what is she giving away? 
We're giving away $250 if we get 10,000 subscribers and 10,000 views. Okay. Okay, okay. Now, $250 is a lot of money. That's a light bill for a month, right? That's it great. She's making money at an early is. age. I'm going to subscribe. Hey. I'm going to have my kids subscribe. Thank you, DJ Envy. And a shout-out to Angela Yee as well. And Charlamagne, I used to listen to you on One Hot 103.9, and I even came to some of your events. <laughs> my events used to be popping, right? Yeah, you 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 were like I always thought you was gonna get slapped back in the day, but yeah, I did. <laughs> I mean, I, it's not like I didn't. I mean, not in Columbia, but you know, I did once or twice here in New York. Okay, well, I always thought that for you. <laughs> and what do you mean? What it, you used to? We still we are hot one three nine right now in the morning, right now. No, no, I listen to she's you. saying oh, okay. that she's been listening to you for a long time. Dropping the clues bombs for Hot 1039 in Columbia, South Carolina. One Thank of, you, my, One of the four radio stations that I got fired from in my radio career. There you go. Chris Connors, what's up, my brother? Is he the one that fired you? Yes, that's my guy, though. Okay. <laughs> he always told me that I was going to be a star. But he deserved it, but you wasn't. You but was you got to get out. Right. Hey, man, it happens sometimes. It's the All business, right. you know what I'm saying? It's the business. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Good morning. This is Janice from Spring Lake. Good morning, hey, Janice, Mama. Get it off you? your chest. Great. Right around the corner from J. Cole. Shout out to J. Cole. But um, the first thing I want to say is, y'all left me on hold the other morning and just hung up. And I was so excited to call. But my gripe is about the real estate business. When I was in school, everybody was so hot. I'm going to be your first customer or client. I can't wait to buy a house. Now that I'm licensed, where are the buyers? Where are the <laughs> sellers? Where was all that energy when I was in school and it took me five times to pass the test? Well, the way my bank account, the way my bank account set up, baby, you know, I don't have it the way I had it uh, when you was just going in, when you was in school. Where are you located? North Carolina, Janice Henry of Lucas Moore Realty. Come see me, somebody. Please. Come see her. You know I'm what ready I'm. To quit my job. You know what I realized about North Carolina? A lot of people that are into buying houses and flipping houses, they become real estate agents themselves. It saves them a lot of money. Uh, tell me about it. Four of my friends have already went to school. See? And I love that. Go for it. But seriously, where are the buyers? <laughs> She's like, okay, that's great and all, but... <laughs> all right, mama. Wonderful. Why okay. don't you plug where people can find you right now? Go to Janice Henry of Lucas Moore Realty on Facebook. Okay. Hit good, me up. Good, good luck, mama. Thanks, love. Hello, who's this? Going What's up, baby? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. What's up, yeah? What's up, Charlie, man? What What's up? up, my brother? Yo, first off, I wanna uh, I wanna say that you guys got me cracking up every morning. I love listening to you guys. You guys get me going. I'm a truck driver. I'm an on the road truck driver. Um, so I wanna thank you guys for that. And uh, two, uh, I just wanna spread some positive vibes to anybody out there that's going through anything um bad or just just uh trying to pursue their career. You know, uh, I just want them to let them know, don't stop, keep going. Um, because if you do stop, uh, you're gonna just be at position square one. So uh, the reason why I say that is because I'm 22 myself. Uh, I'm from New York, I'm from Long Island. And uh, I've been I've been through the worst. Uh, I know there's a lot of people out there going through it too. But uh, at a young age, I've been through the worst. You know, and I just didn't stop, I didn't give up. And I pursued my career as a truck driver uh, in August of last year, and I made it. So that's it. <laughs> All right, bro. Congratulations, my brother. Keep we pushing. love the positive energy. Keep it going, man. 
Definitely, man. You guys motivate me, guys. I love y'all. Thank you, uh, man. You motivate love us. You too. We love you. I love when that brothers. That's so funny. I, I love, love you brothers. too. I just love when brothers can tell each other they love. We love, love each other, back. man. You know what I'm saying? Hello? hello, who's this? He's like, hello. I'm <laughs> What's up, Rod? What's up, Rod? We love you too, bro. We love you, Rod. Yeah, no, you okay. Know. <laughs> right. Nah, I wanted to spread some positivity because um, about six, seven months ago, my little eight-year-old daughter told me she wanted a DJ, and I, you know, I'm like, kid out of here. So I bought her a little DJ set. And make a long story short, she's been getting a lot of attention just off her little Instagram videos, even much that the CEO of the Miami Dolphins had her DJ August 25th halftime show at Dolphin Stadium. Okay. And has even gotten like little sponsorships with kids Foot Locker and all that other stuff. That's and, dope. And awesome. So, so you, invested yeah, to so your, you invested in your child and the investment came back? That's right. Keep pushing yeah. them, man. So y'all, yeah, y'all follow her, DJ Marley 954. How okay. long has she been doing it? Six, seven months only. And I'm not a DJ, so she's just been learning on herself, looking at YouTube videos, looking at even Envy, too. She looked at videos where you're doing other things, like in um, clubs, I guess, something like that. Mm -hmm. She's been like, that's what I want to do. I'm like, all right. Envy, you still a DJ? Uh, yeah, oh, stop I do. It. Oh, I actually all do. the time. <laughs> I actually do. I'm, I'm pretty okay out there with the DJing thing, too. Okay. All right, but thank you, man. Shout out to DJ Marley954. Make sure y'all go out there and follow him. I like to hear stories all like right. that. Only problem is there's nowhere to go but down from here. Exactly. <laughs> what? No, she can still yeah. go up, man. You, you start off that hot at six months because it's going to come a period where it's going to be like a little dull period for her, but she, she just got to keep going. She be all right. Keep pushing you know, her. She still she got high school. She got college. She, she, she'll be all right. Yeah, she will. All right, man. All right, good guys. luck. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up right now. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes. Tyrese has $50,000 on someone's head. Find out who he's mad at. Also, we'll what? give you an update on Freeway after undergoing his long-awaited uh, kidney transplant. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, this is getting spicy, all right? There's some new rap beef after Chance the Rapper was in the flaming Hot Doritos commercial for the Super Bowl. I want it bad, bad, bad. Ooh, hot stuff all over my nachos, walking like a taco, driving over potholes, hotter than a pot roast, fingers on my hot chips, red hand and come on, man, I'm gonna need some chopsticks, quality the house, man, I'm gonna need another. Well, Chester Cheetah didn't like that. Well, and Lil Wayne need to be beefing with Chance the Rapper for copyright infringement. He sounds just like Lil <laughs> Wayne. He stole Lil Wayne's whole style, delivery, everything on that. He definitely does sound like Lil Wayne in that. Now, Chester Cheetah had an issue as well. Who? Chester Cheetah. Who the hell is that? You don't know Chester Cheetah? Hold on, I got this for you because now there's some beef, some Frito-Lay beef. Now, Chester Cheetah said, when I saw that Doritos dropped a flaming Hot Nacho flavor, I had to come through and remind them that I'm the flaming Hot OG. Listen to this. Come on, Doritos, you can't rep the flaming Hot name. Watch your step, I'm the OG in the snack game. You claim triangle, I made you square. You had to borrow my heat just to make the world care. You got celebs and a remix song But like a bag of Cheetos, you won't last long So next time you try to take what I got Remember, I'm flaming hot and you're flaming not Oh, flaming hot Cheetos versus flaming hot Doritos I thought flaming was a gay slur No It was at one point in life Well, these are just for Cheetos right now and Doritos So, this is flaming hot 
Yeah, these are flaming hot. Burritos. All I know is they both gonna kill you. Flaming hot is not a flavor. All that processed food mad at each other, rap battling to see who can kill you first. <laughs> the only thing that is flaming hot is fire. Who in here has ever tasted fire? Exactly. Why would we taste fire? That's my point. But so. I do love really spicy, spicy foods all the time. Flaming hot? But I've never, ever had either one of those. I, I think I could be on that show, Hot Wings, and be fine, because I can eat really spicy hot food. Oh, I did that That's show. My, yeah. I, I ate all my wings. Yeah, I don't have any problem. I love that. I love when my mouth is on fire. Oh, all right. whoa. <laughs> Dropping the clues bombs for Andy. I like here. my food really spicy. Oh, that right. Andy. Andy, you should have had you at the fire festival. <laughs> Spicier the better. That water would have came through. Immediately. Who needs Andy when you got Angela? Okay. Yeah. All right, now, Whoa. Tyrese versus Tory Lanez. How did this all happen? Well, Tyrese previewed a new song, and Tory Lanez had some words for it. Now, here it is. I finally caught a vibe. Nope. That's some new previews that uh, Tyrese has been doing on Instagram. Well, Tory Lanez, I guess, wasn't feeling it. Check it out. Oh, God. Like, nah, Tyrese, I don't know what the f*** you talking about, son. Calm down. You about to be under investigation. <laughs> uh, Tory Lanez versus Tyrese when it comes to R&B. Tyrese got that. Tory Lanez versus Black Tie in rap. Tory Lanez got that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you give it to, Tor- to Tory Lanez. In rap? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tory versus Black Tie. I'm giving that to Tory all day long. Well, Tyrese wants to know who has the better album. Full album, Smoke 50K on your head, in or nah. That's what he wrote on it his de- Instagram story. It, it just depends. Like, if it's r and I'm going to go with Tyrese. Like, just strictly R&B, that's Tyrese's lane all day. But rap, Black Tie, Tory. Tory does R&B, but yeah. He ain't, nah, he ain't, he ain't not messing with, with, with Tyrese when it comes to that <laughs> not R&B. R&B. Not R&B. Nah. No. All right, now let's send our prayers out to Freeway. He had to check into a uh, Baltimore hospital for surgery. He got his long-awaited kidney transplant, and his manager did provide an update saying that it was a success. He is now in recovery, and he has thanked everyone for all their prayers. So shout-out to our guy, Freeway. Shout-out to God bless Freeway. Yes, yes, give it up for Freeway. All praise due to Allah. Happy for that, brother. Dropping a clues mm-hmm. bomb for Freeway. If you're a woman from Philly or a guy from Philly and you ever danced to rock the mic at your prom and you didn't say salute to Freeway yesterday, you going to die. Whoa. Whoa. Come on now. You're going to choke that. on a tasty cake. Uh, now, Freeway it. had this to say. Thank y'all for all the prayers and um, all the support. Everything went well. The surgery went well. I got the new kidney. The doctor said everything's fine. All right. Dropping the freeway. freeway. Taylor. Taylor's from Philly. That's one of our producers. Did you salute Freeway? You she did. Liked she the said picture. she liked the there picture. You no, go. you got to shout him out. Shout out to Freeway. You know shout you, out to Freeway. You, you did your first slow dance to No Better Love by the Young Guns. So that's state property. The least you could do is uh, salute Freeway. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. We're talking about your president? Yes, your president had his State of the Union. I know your eyes were glued to the television last night. All right. We'll talk about it when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. All the Wizards fans out there watching the Wizards, I know you might be a little upset. John Wall, it looks like he will be out 12 months. They're saying that he slipped in his house and he uh, ruptured his Achilles, so he will be out for 12 months. That's a bad months. slip. Yeah. That sucks. That's very, that's horrible. Especially to slip in your house. I'd rather, like, 
you know, slip on the court like you want to get hurt in the line of duty. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to get hurt at all. You don't want to get hurt at all, but if you do, you want to get hurt in the line of duty just walking around your crib because now I'm sure people are questioning him like, oh, how do we know he really fell in his Did house? Did he really slip? Was well, he riding a motorcycle? What was he really doing mm-hmm. exactly? Was he doing something that where we don't have to pay him his money? Right. Even though I think he's guaranteed regardless. Yeah. What else are we talking about here? Well, yesterday was Donald Trump's second State of the Union address. And it's also just uh, weeks after the longest shutdown that we've had in the United States history. And we also have another funding lapse coming up, so we don't know whether or not there's going to be another shutdown. Anyway, in the midst of all that, Donald Trump had his State of the Union address. And here are some of the things that he said. He wants there to be unity within the government. We must choose between greatness or gridlock, results or resistance, vision or vengeance, incredible progress or pointless destruction. Tonight, I ask you to choose greatness. All right. In addition to that, he, of course, had to push home his point about border security. In the past, most of the people in this room voted for a wall, but the proper wall never got built. I will get it built. Congress has 10 days left to pass a bill that will fund our government, protect our homeland, and secure our very dangerous southern border. I have ordered another 3,750 troops to our southern border to prepare for this tremendous onslaught. You know what I'd like to know about border security? What do they have now? Like, what's there now? Like what's They the, do what, have security there now. That's what I'm saying. It's just not a wall. It's not a wall yet. Yeah, they have security, though. Yeah, yeah they have thousands of uh, people at, at the borders. All right, now, he also had one point that everybody, I think, can agree on, and that was the point about women in Congress. And exactly one century after Congress passed the constitutional amendment giving women the right to vote, we also have more women serving in Congress than at any time before. Well, that's good news, Mm -hmm. right? But a lot of that is the reaction to Donald Trump being president. Um, Now, Van Jones had this to say about Donald Trump's speech. I saw this as as a psychotically incoherent speech with cookies and dog poop. He tries to put together in the same speech these warm, uh, uh, kind things about humanitarianism and caring about children. At the same time, he is demonizing uh, 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 people who are immigrants in a way that was appalling. Okay, Van, you keep that rhetoric up. There ain't going to be no second step. All right? In fact, that first step you took, we're going to tell you to take that one back. All right? All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. I, I, by, by the way, I thought Trump's speech was solid. I don't believe a word he says, but I thought it was solid. I Whoever wrote it? I was, yeah, I wasn't expecting much. And I mean, he had extra time to prepare because, you know, he had the whole government shutdown and whatnot. But I thought it was cool. It wasn't as entertaining as I would have actually liked, to be honest. Well, what you like better, the Trump well, speech you know, I look or the at Super Bowl? Which one was I better look, for you? I think he's one of the best stand-up comics in the world today. I didn't really, you know, well, you didn't laugh, laugh too You much. didn't chuckle. Mm-mm. Super Bowl was better. I didn't watch the Super Bowl, so no. I don't know. I was at my daughter's cheerleading competition. No. All right. All right. Well, when we come back, author, pastor Devon Franklin will be joining Devon us. Devon yes. Franklin. Shout out to Devon Franklin, man. I was with him last night. You're with him today, right, Charlemagne? Uh, yes, I got to fly to Chicago for the day, and we're doing an event. Don't ask me anything else because I don't know. <laughs> then I just don't. I don't. I just know I'm in Chicago for the day. Okay. Okay. I'm doing an event with Devon Franklin. Well, you'll enjoy it's this. It's about mental health and, you know, growing as a man, stuff like that. All mm-hmm. right. Well, we'll kick it with him when we come back, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Come on. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. My man Devon Franklin is here. Good morning, yo, sir. Yo, man. Good morning. Good morning. How you feeling? He's got a new book called The Truth About Men, What Men and Women Need to Know. 
Mm. Can I read some of these chapters, G, before we start? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Here, okay. Here we go. Are men really dogs? Chapter one, beware the dog. Chapter two, accept the dog. Chapter three, master the dog. Chapter four, don't feed the dog. Chapter five, claim your territory. Chapter six, discipline the dog. Okay, Charlemagne. safe space. Chapter eight, repair the damage. What are you saying about the brothers, Devon? <laughs> what are you saying about us? Man, I'm saying that we got to do our work. What mm -hmm. I'm saying is that every man struggles. And so when you look at this, of course, I'm not calling men dogs at all. You know, I put in the, in the introduction, uh, men are not dogs, but we can behave like one when we allow the dog in us. And I believe that every man has a dog. And that's an analogy. It's a metaphor for lust. Uh, and that's a selfish impulse for professional, sexual, uh, financial gain by any means necessary, even if those means are detrimental. So when you read all those chapters, I use this analogy that if we as men can master the dog, which means putting love in control of lust, love is sacrificial, uh, meaning love of self, love of God, love of the woman in our life. Uh, lust is selfish. It demands to be fed whenever it starts to quote unquote bark. But when we as men put love in control of lust, selflessness in control of selfishness, then we begin to learn how to master this thing that all men have that you cannot eradicate, but you can master it. So all those chapter titles are just steps on how to do it. Let me tell you. But so all you guys have a dog within or, you, or basically. Let me tell y'all yes. something. You have a dog within Let you. Let me tell you both you something. You just have to master yes. your dog. Let me tell you both something. What? You're absolutely right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm trying to tell you. I'm not going to argue with you. When you're right, you're right. 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 Okay. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like, uh, you know, I've heard Minister Farrakhan say that you have to turn the dog around. You have to be, we're God. We're, not, we're divine beings. Yeah. You know, so you have to turn that dog around. We, we're gods. Yes. Well, yes. It's, it's true, but so often as men, we become so accustomed to the, the ways of the dog in our life, you know, selfishness, putting our own needs above everyone else, that it becomes hard to be aware that instead of God controlling our lives, it's the dog controlling our lives. Mm. So the beginning part is awareness. Hey, I got to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I got to be better. Yes. And I got to do better. And I got to yes. become more accountable and responsible for my behavior as a man. You even talk about writing this book, right? What even made you do this? Maria Shriver, you said you had yep. an interview and she said, you need to write a book about this. But it was a lot for you to have to be introspective about issues that you've had within yourself. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I didn't want to write this book, um, you know, because I believe as men, we don't like to look in the mirror. And I don't like to look in the mirror. And I didn't have, it, to write this book, it required me to be transparent. Mm -hmm. And I can't encourage everybody else to be transparent if I'm not going to be transparent. So Maria Shriver, uh, you know, prompted me because I had pitched her what this idea was. She said, you need to do it now. Um, but the idea was already there. And one of the reasons why I wanted to write this book is because of pain. And I believe as men, we inflict so much pain on the lives of women. Mm. And women are in so much pain relative to our behavior. And one of the things that was very personal to me was uh, my father. My father died when I was nine years old of a heart attack when he was 36, um, at 36 years old. And so, uh, you know, we grew up, he was an alcoholic. But it wasn't until my teenage years where I found a picture of him, my mother, and a female family member sitting on a bed. And my mother uh, was looking distraught. Mm. But my father and that female family member we're looking very happy. And I said, what's going on here? Why is my mother in so much pain? Come to find out, my father mm -hmm. and that female family member had an affair. And so I began to say, well, wait a minute. If my father, you know, had an affair with someone else in my family and caused that kind of pain to my mother, what does that say about me? And I began to ask the question, can men be faithful? Can we? And when I would ask the women in my family, they would say 99% of all men cheat. Mm -hmm. And so as a kid, I'm like, is this true? And I said, well, what do I have to do to become the 1%? And what I began to realize as part of becoming the 1% was acknowledging that, yo, I'm part of the problem too. If I don't do my work, if I don't recognize I have this thing in me 
that wants what it wants, whatever it wants it. If I don't learn to master that, I then, no matter, no matter how, no matter how much I love my wife and I love her to death, all right, and I am completely faithful. But if I think that I don't have to do my work, one day I will do something that will cause the same pain that my mother had in my oh, wife's Lord, eyes if I don't mercy. do my work. You, you have no idea how much you preach it to the choir right now. Like yeah. I've been with my woman for twenty years. I've been, I mean, we both done dirt over the past twenty years, but I've been completely faithful since like twenty sixteen. Like I and, I and I made that choice mm -hmm. for that exact same reason because I was like I do not want to cause yeah. my family the same pain that my father caused my mom and our family. There it is, man. There it is. And and so much of us as men, you know, our struggle is so much directly related to our fathers. And a lot of us, especially in communities of color, were raised without fathers or the fathers that we had may not have been everything we wanted. And so a lot of times, you know, especially I know for me, you know, I grew up with a lot of brokenness mm -hmm. because society says this is what this is what men are supposed to be. You're supposed yes. to be strong. You're supposed to be tough. You're not supposed to cry. And you're supposed if, to get a lot of vagina. <laughs> right. But and if you don't do any of those things, most of the time growing up, we're met with violence. So what do we learn? Do not talk. Don't communicate. Suppress. But anything we suppress, we empower to destroy us. That's why this lust can get so strong, because we're not talking about it, we're not being honest about it, and what does it do? It finds a way to come out in the most detrimental and usually destructive ways, and a lot of times women are on the receiving end of this. And a lot of times women are programmed to think, well, I have to deal with this type of behavior from my man, because like you said, 99% yeah. of men cheat, and yeah. women really believe that, so they're like, well, oh, at least oh, he oh. treats me good in every other way. We all getting this number from Well, no, he said he no, asked, what, that's, in the that's book, that's he said my, he asked family 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 <laughs> but women, I'm not saying that's a Fact, no, no women in their heads. If you ask women, they think all men cheat. Yeah. And so, like, we've had this discussion many times on lip service. A woman like, well, men always cheat anyway. I don't know any man who doesn't cheat. So it kind of makes it normalize that type of behavior where that's just what it is. Well, well, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to write the book, because the book is not just for, for men. It's for women, too, because women are dealing with something and, and dealing with someone they do not understand. And so if you don't understand something, your odds of becoming successful with it are very, very low. So I wrote this book to illuminate truth about men so women can get it. But when a woman <laughs> makes the decision that I will live less than what I believe I'm worth just to be with a man and accept him however he is, I believe that one of the reasons why I wrote this book is for women to read it and say, you know what, I'm going to stop today. I'm going to be, I'm going to challenge him on his behavior. Even if he leaves me, guess what? He was going to leave anyway, because today begins a day of respect mm -hmm. and a day of love. And I'm not just going to be a doormat for a man's ways. And what I talk about in the book, men need women to master this dog. We need, you talk about, you've been with your woman for 20 years. I guarantee you or I would not be the men that we are if we didn't have the love of a woman in our life. Damn right. But that's a love of a woman that we allow into our process. I think sometimes women think they can master uh, the man's dog form. You can't do that. But the love of a woman can help, but it starts with respect. And as men, when the woman in our life doesn't respect us, she allows us just to do whatever we want. And even though men don't like to be told what to do, we do need to be held accountable. All right, we have more with author and pastor Devon Franklin. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have author and pastor Devon Franklin in the building. Yee. For some people, I will say this. They feel like in a relationship, you have to go through so many things to get to that point. Like you have to go through, if you've been together for a while, the lying, the cheating, the breaking up, the getting back together for your relationship to be strong. How do you know when it's time to say, okay, it's time to walk away. This isn't working or it's time for us to work on each other because this can be rectified. You know, um, I get this question a lot and, and I wish that the process with men was less messy. 
you know, a lot of it has to do with our brokenness and a lot of it has to do with how we're raised. So what you're articulating is a truth of many relationships that there's a lot of mess before you can get to a place where everything is good. What I will say is that sometimes the only thing a man will understand and this dog and a man will understand is pain and the pain of the absence of the woman that he loves. And sometimes that work. <laughs> you gotta walk away. That, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes women stay too close. Mm -hmm. And you gotta step away. And, and let me tell you, the man who really has the, uh, the master and is in touch with the master in themselves, when the woman they love steps away, it's a catalyst for change. And so that absence, and this is one of the things a lot of times in my experience when women come to me for counseling, they don't wanna do this. They don't wanna take a step away. And I say, listen, I know you love him, right? But sometimes the best way to love them is from afar. I love you so much that I can't stay here and be treated less than I know I'm worth. Now, you say in the book, I've been in the church my whole life, and I can say that no one, and I mean no one, teaches men how to deal with our urges. It's kind of mind-blowing. We can talk about the fruits of the Spirit, how to pray, how to <laughs> preach, and how to sing praises, but rarely do we get real talk about how to deal with the dog. Yeah, yeah. listen, when I confronted my father for cheating back in the day, and you know what my father said to me? My father looked at me dead in my eye and goes, you only got one girlfriend? He said, no way. He said, one day you're going to understand. Wow. So in my mind, he playing, I, I, he started making me feel like something was wrong with me. Yeah. Because I only had yeah. one girlfriend. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And then, and yeah. to just expand on that, then you also talk about your own transparency. And you said, after I married Megan, I caught myself looking at another woman. It was very casual, and I almost did it without thinking. Then I caught myself and thought, what are you doing? I had no desire for this woman. I was not interested in her in the least, but I found myself checking her out almost instinctively. That's yeah. Now, what yeah. is some... You got a pose, right? Let me check the pose. <laughs> yeah, man, we You're alive, alive, right? Now, alive. <laughs> but let's talk about... What is but let's talk, let's unpack both urges. of those. This is really important. Mm -hmm. So the first part, you know, I've, I was raised in a church. In the church, a lot of times, there's a culture of suppression because we don't talk about, okay, everybody gets horny. Everybody has urges. How do you deal with that? Mm -hmm. No matter how holy, no matter how safe, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, any of us may be, it doesn't stop what happens in our flesh. So in the church, a lot of times, it's just like, don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. But anything we don't talk about, it's gonna grow. So I wanted to say, listen, let's take the veil. Let's start speaking this truth. And so the whole point about Megan, you know, which blew me away is like, hey, I thought, oh, I'm getting married. It's gonna put the dog to sleep. For a couple months, I was good. But then all of a sudden, I talk about that in the book. You know, I started looking at this other woman, I'm like, What's wrong with me? I don't want to be, be unfaithful to my wife. So I first had to get to the place where I was like, yo, I got this thing in me. I mm -hmm. wish I didn't have this dog. It's here. Now what am I going to do about it? Now once I acknowledge it, I can actually begin the process of mastery. So that when a thought or feeling comes on me, I don't, you know, get crazy. I'm like, okay, cool. It's there. But I'm not going to let that thought grow. The guilt of it. Like yeah. knowing you did something wrong. You bring that energy into the house and then you start looking at her sideways like, what is she doing? Mm -hmm. Nah, brush you. It's us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that that guilt. But but this is. But I think you know, Charlamagne, you're you're at a point where you you are focused on mastery, and a lot of men yet aren't there, mm -hmm. and that's why I wanted to write this book to say, hey, you know what? We have to become to a, We have to get to a place where that guilt bothers us. Mm. So first of all, it's having enough awareness where you begin to say, hey, if somebody was doing this to my mother or my sister or my daughter. Would I accept it as a man? Mm. And if the answer is no, then as men, we should not perpetuate that same pain on someone else's sister, mother, or, or daughter, right? Because that guilt is so powerful when we love somebody and we've seen that hurt in their eyes. We never want to see it again, and that guilt can be convicting. How old were you when you started doing your work? Um, you know, was going to wait until marriage for sex. Uh, didn't when I got in uh, senior year in high school. 
and I pretty much was not celibate for about four or five years, um, you know, while I was in college. And then coming out of college, I decided to be celibate. But even though I was celibate, I still wasn't a good dater. And I really didn't start doing my work probably until my late 20s when I had this vision. Uh, you know, it was literally like this vision from God where I was at my the altar of my wedding. And the minister said, look behind you. And when I looked behind me, down the aisle were all the women I had dated. Mm. But they were all cut open. And their bodies were littered down the aisle. Oh, my gosh. And God said, do you think it was worth all of their hearts to get here? And that vision, my late 20s, it, 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 it startled me so much. I said, I've got to do it. I've got to put more intention in my dating. If I'm not serious about her, I've got to tell her. What's interesting is, this, is the I celibacy, didn't... right, you said actually helped you flourish yeah. in your career. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. you're focused. And discipline. If, if a man can get disciplined in this area of sex, there is nothing the man cannot do. Now I want to ask you about pornography because you addressed this in the book and um, you feel that pornography is harmful to relationships and some people clearly do get addicted to porn and that's harmful, but do you think that casually watching porn man, listen, shouldn't I, be done? I don't think it should be done because in the book I have a whole thing about the one you feed and so within, uh, within us, you have to feed the master of the dog. Uh, I call vice dog food. I call virtue soul food. And I would put porn in the category of dog food because that's what it is. It's vice. And also, I have this fascinating, uh, you know, research that I came across about Japan. In Japan, they, they, <laughs> the pornography problem is so extreme in Japan that when they bring men and women, young men and women together in a social setting, they don't even engage one another. So as a result, the birth rate is declining because they are so fixated on these fantasy worlds that that's how they are becoming accustomed they to those realistic to dolls and everything. Yeah, yeah, so I do believe that, that porn is dangerous. I do believe that even a casual, yeah, it's like, yeah, you eat, you eat bad food. Oh, you know, well, once in a while, no. I think that it can be a slippery slope. And the reality is, of course, everybody deals with that differently. But I would say as a rule, that's why I put it in the book, that it's something to be really looked at and to be managed so that you don't get into a situation where it manages you. So you can manage it, you just can't overdo it. Like, is it... Because I think some people learn a lot of tricks from porn. <laughs> well, but, but, but here's the thing. <laughs> but this is also where the dog, dog runs wild because you, be you, you look at something that is not real. That's right. Tell right? them, Devon. <laughs> those big penises you see on pornos are not real, <laughs> They're not real. Okay? <laughs> you can't do it. So a lot of times you see these images and you think, oh, I'll learn some tricks. But what it does is it creates an unrealistic expectation uh, of what intimacy really looks like. And that can be destructive, uh, especially when you're trying to practice that intimacy with the person you love. Nobody what about hours of sex? Nobody <laughs> <laughs> having two hours of sex. That's not happening. What about masturbation? Because you talk about I talk about that as well. I talk about that as well. It's something you got. You really got to look at because again, I put that in the category of feeding the dog. Right, and anytime the dog is well fed, it makes it harder for the master and a man to be strong enough. I thought masturbation was healthy. Listen, I'm I'm not a I psychologist. I call that tranquilizing the dog. Okay, when you out of town, psychologist, when you out of town, but that's why I put manage it. You know, and everybody has to wrestle thing. with that thing. Everybody has I to wrestle, wrestle with it. it. <laughs> I definitely wrestle with it. I'm not saying it. that, Charlamagne. <laughs> Trust me, when I'm out of town, my wife ain't with me. I wrestle with it. Okay, that happens. Transparency, truth. I love it. Who normally wins that match? <laughs> we don't want to know, Angela. We don't want to know. <laughs> the truth about men. Go get this book, man. I think it's very important mm -hmm. for, for us brothers to do the work. Thank you, uh, my brother. My man. All right, thank you to Devon Franklin for joining us. Now don't move. We got rumors on the way. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> 
All right, morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Yes, indeed. Now, shout out to Devon uh, Franklin for joining us this morning. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm sure he pissed off a lot of guys this morning. They riding in their car with their ladies, like, hey, all men ain't dogs. I don't know what he's talking about. He's not saying that men are dogs. He just uses the metaphor of how a dog trainer trains dogs for you to train yourself. Yeah, and we all have that nature. You can either submit to your higher nature, which is the God in you, or submit to your lower nature, which is the devil in you, or dog in you, whatever you want to call it. What do you mean so train? I missed it because I was in Atlanta. What, what do you mean when you said train? It's basically, you know, all us trash, all us trash ass dudes, the trash ass dudes we used to be. Mm-hmm. We got to train ourselves not to be that. That's all. Right. Mm-hmm. Basically, master the dog within you. So, in other words, instead of operating on lust and desire, yeah. operate from a higher place. He's wild okay. talking about not masturbating, though. <laughs> But he said he don't masturbate? <laughs> yeah, he said he, he, said he no doesn't. no porn He either. wilding. Because, okay? you know, when you out of town, you ain't got your boo with you. That's the only way to tranquilize. You got to let one go. You got to tranquilize the dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to tra- You got to tranquilize that dog, man. Well, everybody's circumstance is different, and, and so that's... You say everybody's circumcised different. No. What? <laughs> circumstance oh. is different. You know what I said. Why, why, why did he say masturbation was wrong? You got to read the book. Yeah, read the book. It's he didn't explain it. Y'all he just talked about, about a slippery slope. That's funny. That's funny. I love a slippery slope. That's funny. (laughs) What? All right. Well, and I did have Devon Franklin uh, doing my book club yesterday, (laughs) so that was dope. A lot of people had some great questions. Today I'm doing um, Angie Thomas's On the Come Up book. I've been reading a lot of books lately, and she wrote The Hate You Give, which got adapted into a movie, and they did just announce that her book On the Come Up is actually going to be a movie as well. So congratulations to her. Dope. Nice. So I'll be with her uh, tonight. And uh, I think there's still a few tickets available if anybody wants to come to that. All right. Well, we got front, Well, we got the rumors coming up next. Oh, man, yes. We are going to be talking about, um, well, I was going to talk about that, but a TV show that you guys love that they cancel, but there is a finale that's a movie, and we have that trailer for you. Okay, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Liam Neeson. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, there's a lot of backlash for Liam Neeson right now. He got donkey of the day yesterday. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, he has all red carpet interviews canceled for his movie Cold Pursuit that he's been promoting. None of the cast is going to actually be doing any red carpet interviews for that movie and that's a decision that was made by the film studio which is Lionsgate. Why the whole cast got to suffer because Liam Neeson's stupid? I don't know. I guess they feel like this story is just too big. It's kind of overshadowing the actual movie now. Absolutely. I didn't know he had a movie coming up. Yeah, what's the now the, the original Cold Pursuit. The mm. original uh, what he said originally was this. She told me she had been raped. But she handled the situation of the rape. I asked, did, they, did she know who it was? No. What color were they? She said it was a black person. I went up and down areas with a cosh, hoping I'd be approached by somebody. I'm ashamed to say that. And I did it for maybe a week, hoping some black bastard would come out of a pub and have a go at me about something, you know, so that I could kill him. Oof. That's awful. And then yesterday we played this clip, and yesterday was also what, what would have been Trayvon Martin's birthday. Mm-hmm. And that's... Uh, yeah, that's what sucked about it. Trayvon would have been 24 yesterday, and Trayvon was killed by a fat bastard named George Zimmerman who was looking at all black men the way Liam was. He was looking at all black men one way, and he wanted to murder a black man. And that could have been... It, God forbid something would have happened, and he would have came across a black man, he would have ended up killing him, right. according I'm, to I'm, what I'm, he had to say. Now, he's been trying to do what seems like damage control, right? He went on Good Morning America and said this. I'm not 
racist. I, I should have said an Irish or a Scot or a Brit mm -hmm. or a Lithuanian. I, would, I know I would have had the same effect. I was trying to show honour to my stand up for my dear friend in this terrible medieval fashion. All right, he goes on to talk about uh, what would have happened. Do you think you actually would have done if, if, a, if a innocent yes. black man yes. who had nothing to do? Yeah, I know. I, that, that, that was my feeling, that I did want to lash out. And I admit that. And it's, it's, it's a learning curve. But what are you hoping that people will learn from you making these statements? To talk, to open up, to, to talk about these things, you know? We all pretend we're all kind of you know politically correct mm -hmm. i mean in this country it's the same in my own country too you sometimes just scratch the surface and you discover this racism and it's there yeah i mean i respect the honesty we all have to unlearn the bs we have learned i just don't know if you can i don't know if you can unlearn racism you can it just I, seems I think so that deep you can. rooted it is deep rooted but i think once you it's so many different things that you hear about somebody else and then when you actually oh, learn absolutely. and speak to them Things can change. That's what I was saying. This, yeah. this ignited a I whole hope. discussion on Twitter because Terry Crews said, I believe that every person on earth is capable of the greatest good or unspeakable evil. Liam is just describing his fork in the road. Now, people got upset. Wale was one person that said, nah, nah, nope. Liam is trash. We lose him brothers all the time because of this proverbial fork. Nah, fam. And then Terry Crews said, what are we going to do? And Wale said, I know what we're not going to do, Terry. So there you go. What are we not going to do? Go out and kill black people that are innocent. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, Y'all don't know. And excuse, and excuse people's behavior and the words that they say that could be harmful to pe innocent people. Yeah, but, you know, uh, when it comes to stereotyping, when it comes to profiling, when it comes to biases, when it comes to prejudging, a lot of us, we have that mentality because of what we've been taught over the years, and we've never even had a conversation with the people that we feel this way about. So what if you have a conversation with a person and you're like, damn, I was seeing this group of people in the wrong way. Liam said he would deliberately go into black areas in the city looking to be set upon. He said it shocked him and it hurt him. And he did seek help. He went to go see a priest. So you, so there's no, he can never change ever. I think people I'm not can saying, change. You know, listen, we hope I don't that know about him, but I think people can change. can change. But that was just an awful thing to say, especially because there's so many innocent black men that have nothing to do with anything that are getting killed. Oh no! I to agree put with, that energy out there, that sounds crazy. I agree with that totally. But All right. I, I don't know. I don't know about racism, but people can grow and evolve. Whew. All right, let's uh, switch gears a little bit and, and uh, let's talk about being Mary Jane. Now I know you guys love that show. People were very upset when it was canceled. Well, BET has released a trailer because you know they're doing the finale as a movie. Mary Jane, will you marry me? I love you, Paulette Patterson. You're gonna have to figure out who you want. Oh, Lego baby, it's time. You excited to see the ba Being Mary Jane movie? Nobody? I, I never, you I never, never watched Being Mary I Jane? Watched, well, I never watched Mary, I never Mary, watched Mary, Mary Jane. Mary Jane. You Maybe guys either. were on it. Well, not really, but mentioned. they mentioned us. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. I'm dropping the clues bombs for Being Mary Jane and BET. I just, I just never watched it. I know people enjoy it, but yeah. I never watched it. Me neither. <laughs> All right, well, people are excited, FYI. Okay. I'm excited. All right, now, Cardi B, how much does it cost to be Cardi B? Well, she revealed in a Twitter video that she spends about $250,000 or $300,000 a month for her lifestyle. Check it out. You know what I hate? I hate when celebrities do something very extravagant by something very luxurious. There's people in the comments like, you could have donated that. Oh, we going backwards. You could have done this and that with your money. And it's like, 
Who are you to tell people what to do with their hardworking ass money? First of all, do you know the IRS, out of every check that you make, they automatically take 45% of your check. Then like an artist like me and a lot of uh, rappers that I know, they literally take care of their whole family. On top of that, my bills is like, I'll say about $300,000, $250,000 every single month. What's she saying wrong? Yeah, she's I'm just giving you the information about how much she ends up having to spend on taking care of her family every single month. That's a lot of money and responsibility. You know what, though? It's a good idea sometimes to put your family on payroll because then it's, she can more, write it off. it's more manageable. It is a write-off. If you're giving them money anyway, then it's kind of like a steady check and they can't really ask you for it. They shouldn't ask you for more than that if you put them on payroll because I've worked places where people had their family members um, on payroll. So it's just a good idea. Yeah, she's right. Between security, between traveling, between nannies, between stylists, between makeup, employees, and between employees, between managers, You're between running a whole agents, business. Between all that. Yeah, she spends a lot of money. And I would say Cardi B is probably one of the pe- people that I know that tries to do things. Like she tries to fly regular all the time and she gets noticed all the time. She tries not to do private. It, it, she tries. Well, she said with the baby, she does end up having to fly private a lot. Yeah, so it costs money. The moral you know, of the she story posted is, about that. She no. said she has a publicist, stylist, makeup there artist, security, babysitter, business management. She said I have a baby, so it's a must to take a private jet when she moves. When I'm required to work in LA, just on rent is about 30000 a month. Drivers, and that's not including rent and mortgage of homes in New York and Atlanta and investment properties. Yeah, don't get it twisted. Cardi got a lot of investments and I've been talking to her about her investments and, and we've been doing some things. But yeah, Cardi got a lot of investments. She's, no, she's not stupid at all. The moral she of the story is doing. don't tell me what to do with my goddamn money. There you go. <laughs> okay, this is my bread, alright? Check. I'm the one that got to pay the taxes on this money. Right. <laughs> okay, this is mine. I'm going to do what I want with it. Period. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, I Ms. ain't got none, though. I ain't got none. I'm broke, baby. <laughs> All right. Charlamagne! Yes. We giving that down. Listen, man, let's have a conversation about uh, the male fragile ego. The male's ego is so fragile. And uh, Calvin Wilkins fell victim to a fragile ego. All right. We'll talk about it for after the hour. We'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. You don't need snow to have an adult snow day. Head to eBay this winter and make the most of your money shopping eBay deals with our best price guarantee. Plus, free shipping on millions of items. If it's happening on your adult snow day, it's happening on eBay. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. Yes, donkey of the day for Wednesday, February 6th, goes the 38-year-old Calvin Wilkins of Memphis, Tennessee. Now, Calvin was not with Cap this past Sunday because him and his compadres decided to have a Super Bowl party. Uh, I can't lie. I enjoy a good Super Bowl party. Food at Super Bowl parties. It's very underrated. Okay, when we discuss great holiday eating, we don't really discuss Super Bowl food. Maybe because we don't look at the Super Bowl, we don't look at Super Bowl Sunday as an actual national holiday, but it is an unofficial holiday in America for some. And the combination of uh, beef, a turkey, meatballs, chicken wings, nachos, oh man, those make for some damn good Super Bowl eats, okay? Uh, my wife... Uh, my wife didn't make that this year because we were at my daughter's cheerleading competition this Sunday. But I really enjoy when she makes my favorite Super Bowl foods. I love my wife's cooking in general, okay? There's three people on this planet whose food tastes different simply because it's made with an ingredient you can't buy anywhere. And that ingredient is unconditional love. You only get that ingredient in your food from your wife, your mom, 
and your grandma. Your big grandma, though. Your mama's mama, okay? Those three right there got a seasoning called love that is better than Lowry's. All right? Basil, oregano, salt, pepper, parsley, beer. All those are great seasonings, but nothing beats that seasoning called unconditional love, which can only come from your wife, mom, or your mama's mama. Now, I want to ask the married men in the room a question. Who in here married? Just you, Envy? Just me and you. Okay. Uh, Eddie, 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 Eddie is too. Eddie is too. And those out there listening, feel free to talk back to the radio. Is there a patriarchy when it comes to how food is served in your crib? Meaning if your wife cooks, okay, as a man, do you expect for your plate to get fixed first by your wife or do you make your own plate? How does it go down for you, Envy? Uh, in my house, it depends. Usually, uh, my wife decides who eats first. <laughs> okay. Usually, uh, if the kids are there, the kids will get their plate first because they need to eat first. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. sometimes it's me. It doesn't matter. We don't really care. We don't really stress yeah, out. Yeah, as that. a man, you don't expect no. for her to make your plate and give it, feed you first. No. Eddie, what about you? Either or, doesn't matter. Either or, doesn't matter. matter. Okay. Same here. I got three kids in the house, so I expect for their plates to be made first. Let the kids eat. I can fix my own plate. Mm -hmm. But I do prefer for my wife to make my plate only because when a woman fixes your plate, it's organized better. Okay? It's just the right amount of everything on the plate. The plate is rationed out properly with the proper portions of everything. That okay? is true. I can't describe it, but when you have had your plate fixed by your mom, wife, or grandma, your mama's mama, you know what I'm talking about. Now, I want to ask the men in the room another question. Yes. If your wife or girlfriend fixed somebody else's plate of food before you, would you feel away? Yes. You would feel like <laughs> yeah, wow. If it wasn't my kids or my family members. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, if it's just some dude that's saying you fix Tony a plate before you yeah, fix me, yeah, yeah. I, I might feel a little way. Eddie, would you feel a way? I would feel a way. Yeah, if you was making your man a plate, would you, if, you was, if you was fixing food, would you make sure your man got served first? I think in my head, if I would answer that, I would, but I don't know what might happen in real life. I might yeah. want to get my mom a plate first or yeah. somebody no, Outside your mom, let's say just another guy was there. Another random guy? Where are we? A Super Bowl party. Well, let's say oh, a, a Super Bowl let's party? Let's say a stepbrother. Let's just say a stepbrother. Oh, okay, somebody family. related. Family. Related okay. don't matter. Yeah, related yeah. Don't matter. I don't know if I would think about it that hard, but I think my instinct would be to do his plate first. Okay. Well, Calvin Wilkins uh, from Memphis, Tennessee, he did feel a way, and he made an emotional decision. And what does your Uncle Shala always tell you, kids? Move off strategy, not emotion. Because when you move off emotion... Things like this happen. Let's go to Fox 13 Memphis for the report, please. 38-year-old Calvin Wilkins was taken into custody. He was charged with the murder of his stepbrother, 28-year-old Isaac Powell. According to the arrest report, Wilkins' wife turned him in. She says Wilkins was having a Super Bowl party at the house in Whitehaven. She told police her husband got upset with her after she made someone else a plate of food. She says Wilkins became, quote, verbally abusive. So everyone but the two victims left the party. Wilkins' wife told police she received voicemails from the two victims a little after 10.30 Sunday night. She says she heard her husband's voice, a victim begged for their life, and then gunshots. Wilkins is also charged with attempted murder after police say he shot Sierra Storms multiple times. Her family tells me she's on life support and has no brain activity right now. What? Yes. Calvin Wilkins shot up the place because his wife fixed somebody else's plate before him. The male ego, the male ego is a fragile package, and I feel sorry for women who are in a relationship with men who have not done the work on themselves to have a higher sense of self. Knowledge itself is essential for survival and purpose on this planet. It gives you a sense of confidence that guys like Calvin Wilkins clearly lack. Okay, my brother, you are in jail right now, charged with first-degree murder, criminal attempt of first-degree murder, employment of a firearm during a dangerous felony, and being a convicted felon in possession of a handgun, all because your wife made another man, your stepbrother, a plate of wings and some nachos. 
I'm telling you, male supremacy, the sense of entitlement, uh, that I'm that I'm the man, you're my woman, so I deserve to have this power over you. That's what caused Calvin to do this, okay? Brothers be fronting like they so strong, like they so tough, like we don't give a damn about a thing until a small change in our ecosystem happens. Something as simple as your woman fixing a plate for another man, your stepbrother, mm. okay, will set them off. Now, I'm no therapist. I'm just somebody who enjoys therapy, uh, and I'm observing the situation from afar. Calvin suffers from low self-esteem. So when you have a fragile ego and fragile self-esteem, when it comes to people you hold dear to you like your woman, you can have a lot of mental insecurity. And when you have that mental insecurity, man, something as simple as your wife fixing a man another plate can cause you to make a very, very, very terrible emotional decision like Calvin did. Listen, my brothers, we all feel insecure at different times. Our self-esteem can take a hit every now and then, especially when it comes to our ladies. But here's the thing. Just express yourself. Okay? Yeah. Not not in the way Calvin did. Okay, Calvin could have tucked those emotions for the moment or pulled his wife to the side and simply say, yo, man, you hurt my feelings fixing that man's plate before mine. Okay, if she really loves you, she will understand. All right, it's very important that people know how to talk to their booze, their base. Okay, it is very useful to talk about your feelings. My brothers, don't be afraid to express your feelings to your woman and double check your own feelings and share your emotions so you don't make this mistakes like Calvin did. Don't be a hard rock when you really are a gym, baby boy. Because being a hard rock with a fragile ego in the case of Calvin will take you from being mad at your wife for not making you a plate to possibly being in prison, having someone eat off yours. Mm. Please give Calvin Wilkins the biggest hee haw. He should read Devon Franklin's book, uh, The Truth About Men and What Men and Women Need to Know. Well, I think we can send it to him. <laughs> yeah, he has time. He has time to read it. He has a lot of time. Uh, I, don't think, I, I don't think he's going to be in a relationship with a woman for a long, 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 long time. But. He can learn to treat somebody in jail with the respect uh, that they deserve. Yeah, he'll be serving other people meals. Oh, it's somebody going to be eating off his plate. You ain't even got to worry about that. My goodness. He's going to be fixing some plates in jail. All right. All right. All right. Thank you for that donkey today. Mm -hmm. All right. Up next, Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. EJ, NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? It's Shannon. Hey, Shannon. What's your question for Yee? Uh, should I take my baby daddy back? <laughs> okay, why are you not together? Uh, We're not together because he recently cheated on me mm. uh, a year ago. And I was pregnant with our third child. Sheesh. And he ended up having a possibility baby. So you don't know yet if that's his baby? The next yeah, one. we don't. Yeah, we don't know yet. And um, have you been in contact with this woman? Uh, she always contacted me to get a hold of him, and I'm like, I'm not in. I'm not in y'all situation. She done. She tried to put a restraining order on us. Just keep been doing like weird. Shit. Like I don't talk to her. I don't even know why she tried to put a restraining order on us. We went to court. The judge is looking at her like, bitches, you crazy. You need to, he's like, you need to put a restraint on her on, this, on her. And I'm like, I don't do all that. Don't all right, Shannon, so let's back up for a second. So you and your baby father are together? No, we're not together. But do y'all live together? Yeah, we still live together. So you are kind of, I mean, and you still love him? Yeah, I still love him. I, he's the only guy I've been with. We've been together for almost nine years. But now there's going to be some messiness if this is indeed his baby. Now, let's, for, as far as the other woman, right? 
You can't be yeah. mad at her. She's pregnant with a child on the way. If that child is his and he's not communicating. Oh, she already had the baby. Oh, she had it. So there's been she no paternity never, test or anything. Yeah, they just recently, she sent like some people to my house with these court orders and they just recently got a test done. The test should be back here in March. We have find out in March. So part of what you want to do is, is it dependent also on whether or not this is his child? I just don't know if I should take him back, period. Like, right. that is, like, some hurt. I was pregnant, and he went out and did that. But the sad thing is, is, like, I know why he went out and cheated, because I'm crazy. <laughs> uh, baby, listen, don't blame a man for cheating on you and not being honest. That's not your fault, okay? He could have broken up with you and said it's not working. He, You can't excuse the fact that he. it's not your fault ever. You can't True. say, I understand why he did it. He's wrong, okay? True. So don't say, oh, well, I can understand why he cheated. Don't let him brainwash you that way. But Oh, no. It, it's a simple fact of, like, I did some real crazy shit. Like, if he did some shit like that, I probably would have cheated, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't brainwash me on that one. That's well, just, Shannon, I'm, I'm going to say, what did you do? I just got to know. Oh, I stabbed him. <laughs> oh, my God. This oh sounds like a, a toxic relationship. <laughs> I locked you up. There's yeah. cheating, there's stabbing, there's violence. Are y'all doing anything, like, as far as the fact that you have kids to raise together with therapy, like family therapy, therapy with him? That's what his mom told us to do, but you, I'm just not with... Shannon, talking. that's like what you... I have to say, that's what you have to do. Y'all got kids involved. You guys are violent. There's affairs. There's things going on, and you want to make sure in the future that these things don't happen and learn how to deal with your anger. Right. And so the first step, I would say, for you, before you decide if you're taking him back or not is for you to both go to therapy and find out what some of the issues that you have with each other and how to deal with those issues better. Work on that before you decide what what decision you're going to make. But you have to do that. Right, right. For the sake of your children, do that. It's so hard. I don't even know. Listen, the things that are beneficial to you are not always easy. Right. And I promise you it's going to help you as a person, as a mom, as a potential wife. You have to heal that first. And whether or not you guys end up together, this will be great for you. Right. Be right. All right. So don't make any decisions now, but make the decision to go to therapy. That's the only one you need to make. Okay. All That's right, Shannon. Le- and please check back in and let me know what happens. We want to okay, monitor sure, yeah. your progress. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Don't stab anyone. <laughs> I, I'm done with that. I, Good. I'm angry. Like, I don't know. When I get pregnant, I get angry. Like, I Goodness get gracious. <laughs> All right, mama. <laughs> Eesh. All right. Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We are in the middle of Ask Yee. We have Trey on the line. Trey, good morning. Good morning. What's your question for you, bro? So I'll go into the DMV, and I see this bad bone cell come to the door. And I'm like, yo, hey, hey, what's up? What's good? So I get her number. And then I text and I call mm-hmm. and she barely responds. So I'm like, why are you giving me a number if you weren't interested? Why are you approaching with the hey, the hey, yo, yo, yo? <laughs> why are you approaching like that, though, bro? So she responded. But that was in my head. That was in my head. When oh. I saw, I was just getting my life. <laughs> so she responded you know, at first. No, no, no. I didn't say that online. I'm just like, bam, like, wow, look at this. So I approached her, of course, like a gentleman and said, hey, you know, hey, how you doing? My name is Trey. You know, uh, you know, do you have a boyfriend? You know, this bill and she gave me her number and I texted maybe I don't know a couple of days later called she responded every once in a while and then she'd respond like maybe eight hours later and then 
after a while, just got like dropped. Just like. Well, Trey, maybe she met somebody else. Or maybe she, you know, is just not that interested. What are you saying on these text messages and when you call? Hey, how you doing? Um, you know, just are you into, uh, when you're available, we've got some time. We can go out to eat, go out to dinner, get to know each other. You know, your basic stuff. And she'll come back with, oh, well, you know, I worked all day. I'm busy. Oh, I was going to spend some time with my son. Yeah, Trey, she's clearly not interested. But, you know, nothing wrong with checking in every now and then, but I wouldn't have too high expectations for that. And I do want to get some advice. Um, Don't just say, hey, when you have some time, let's do something. Have something specific like, hey, such and such has um, got a concert here on Thursday and I have tickets if you want to go. You know, I'd love for you to come. I did. I said, look, there's a comedy show Friday. If you're interested, you know, I'd like for you to join me. I mean, I, I did. I went through the steps. Okay. I'm just, I don't understand the, the, the games of the young ladies. Today. Well, it's not a game. A game is if she really was responding, but maybe something happened. You don't even know her or what's going on in her life. It could be anything. Oh, that's a good point. So just take the loss if she's interested, you know, whatever. If she's not, it just is what it is. There's nothing you could do about it, but it might not necessarily be a game. You don't think so? No. I mean, you don't know what's the problem. You don't know if she's well, met somebody else, I'll she's give dating you them. Number. I mean, maybe she thought maybe she would be, and she changed her mind. We're allowed to do that. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Just don't uh, send no passive-aggressive text messages. We can't stand those. Oh, too late. Okay. Damn it, man. Because that's annoying. That'll make me never hit somebody back when you do, well, why did you give me your number? Or, you know, well, I've been trying to reach you. If you're not interested, just say so. I don't like when people do that. Just be polite. Just always be polite. Always be nice if you do decide to hit her up. And just be chill. Because that's a red flag when somebody's already irritated and I don't even know you. But why give the number if you're not interested? Don't give that false, you know, interest. If you, I mean, just say, nah, you know, I'm not interested initially. Trey, maybe she at first was and then she didn't like your text messages. Uh, none of my, all my texts was good. None of them. It didn't get <laughs> too bad until like maybe a week later when I see that you responded eight hours or the next day later. And I'm like, hey, what's up with these games? Okay, yeah, that's it. You cut off. Damn it, man. Sorry That's for it. you, Trey. Hey, what's up with these games? I don't even know you. You already got an issue? You got to just be chill. Yeah, you sound a little crazy, Trey. No. <laughs> oh, Too wow. aggressive. Crazy. Okay. You can't say stuff like that. I'm scared. Now <laughs> I think you're a stalker. Now I got to change my number. Mm-mm. <laughs> okay. All right, Trey. Good luck. All right. Thanks. Goodness gracious. All right. Ask what's me. up with these games? You don't know what happened. What if somebody in my family died? I'm working on You don't know what's going what on in somebody's life. You know what happened if my, my child got hurt or something? Right. I just couldn't get to it right now. Sheesh. Oh. All right. Ask ye. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way? Yes. Let's talk about 21 Savage. We have another update on what's going on with his situation as far as immigration. Um, we'll tell you what he has to say now. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Well, isn't it amazing the things that become front page news? Now on CNN, the headline is, Cory Booker says he's in a relationship. Quote, I got a boo. We sat down with Cory Booker, had a pretty uh, long conversation because he announced his he's going to be running for president in 2020. This is our first time being able to sit down and talk to him about what kind of policies he wants to implement, what his stand is going to be. And at the end of the interview... Uh, Charlemagne did ask him about whether or not he's going to get married. He said, you know, well, let me play it for you. 
You would only be like, you'd be like the third president, I think. Third I, I think there, there when, first of all, there's two more years until I might switch. So he might get give, married. Give me some time. Well, yeah. I'm speaking into existence. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm speaking into existence. Yeah, yeah. So my girlfriend might listen to this. So You don't want to, oh, okay. How about to say you don't want to marry somebody now? Because when, when well, you start getting hot, you might become president. She might just want you for that. No, I got first lady. I, I, before I declare president, I, I'm, I'm dating somebody that, uh, that's really special. So. Oh. Yeah. So Cory Booker got a boo. I, I got a boo. You Who's his boo, though, ye? Rosario Dawson is oh, the rumor. Oh, okay. That's in the article, too, since people think that I make things up. Really? Tell secret information. <laughs> yeah, I saw a trash article on The Root uh, that this dude named uh, Stephen Crockett Jr. wrote, and it said, Senator Cory Booker has a girlfriend now. Can we stop talking about his dating life? And he was referencing our Breakfast Club interview and saying how, you know, nobody wants to talk about policies and voter suppression or things that are important. You just want to talk about the relationship. That was literally one question. One question. <laughs> one question. In a 40 minute interview. At the very end. At the very end. So but clearly somebody didn't watch the whole interview, uh, Stephen Crockett Jr. I think that was But the name. truth is, he yeah, would Stephen be the Crockett. only uh, third bachelor, like you said, to be elected to the White House. And mm. that is something that is a story in itself. Because for mm-hmm. some reason, people feel like in order to be in the White House, you have to be married. And I like what he had to say about that as well. And we also did discuss why uh, your personal life and things like that, unless it's something questionable that you've done, shouldn't even matter when it comes to your running for office. And right. we discussed all of that in the well, Stephen Stephen Crockett Jr. from The Root said no, nobody he should... He must be- have only seen the clip, and that happens a lot. Yes, and he said nobody should be talking about Cory Booker's dating life unless, of course, he's dating Rihanna because she'd make what a fabulous person. What does that have to do with anything? He contradicted his whole self. That's why I say the article's trash. He contradicted his whole self. <laughs> unless it's yes. Rihanna. Did you read the whole article? Yes, of course. Oh, that's okay. how I got to the end of that... Uh, oh, who's the end of that clip? He, he probably didn't <laughs> listen to the interview. He just heard No, he saw the clip. The CNN interview. I mean, the CNN story. All right, 21 Savage. Now let's discuss this. His people have just put out a statement, and they believe that the motives for ICE are corrupt. They said many have speculated as to possible ulterior motives for his arrest and detention, including that he released music five days prior to his arrest by ICE, which included new lyrics condemning the behavior of immigration officials for their detention of children at the border. And that's the song a lot. Been through some things, but I couldn't imagine my kids stuck at the border. Flint still need water. People was innocent, couldn't get lawyers. All right, so he said, been through some things, so I can't imagine my kids stuck at the border. So I guess 21 Savage, under uh, what his residency in the United States, because he's been here since he was, what, seven years old? Five, five or seven. Oh, five or seven. He's eligible to seek cancellation of removal from an immigration judge. And, you know, I've spoken a lot about the Dreamers and the kids who have grown up in this country and have been here since they were young, and this is all they know. And we have to make sure that they're able to stay here legally. So... They feel like in front of an immigration judge, he would be able to stay. And he did apply in 2017 for a U visa. So that's why they had his address and that information as well. That man got three kids here. That man paid taxes here. That man does a lot for the community in Atlanta. He's been like, here since five. He's been here since five, five years old. He, he went here. through all the grade school. Like, there's absolutely no reason for 21 Savage to be in the current situation that he's in. Now, and to keep him incarcerated, like, he actually committed a crime. Now, yes, according to his manager, he's been spending 23 hours a day in lockup in his only communication is 10-minute phone calls. What did he, like, he didn't even commit a crime. Like, nope. it's not like they arrested him because he committed a murder or some type of assault. Like, he was in a, a random traffic stop. You know, it's interesting because there's so many people that are being detained in a similar fashion, and now we're all aware of it because of 21 Savage, and it's been an ongoing situation that's been happening here in the United States. I think right. 21's going to, you know, end up being a poster 
child for this the same way Meek is for prison reform. So like I say, always say, sometimes things happen to you so God can work through you. Now, Charlamagne, we saw you post the Boondocks comics. It's back, right? And you posted a message from Aaron Magruder. Did these for fun and to see if I still could. So tell us the backstory of that. Oh, Aaron Magruder's back doing the Boondocks comic script. Oh, that it's was like the first time Aaron's done it in like a decade or so. That was informative. I mean, Aaron's my guy. I thought, I, first of all, I think, <laughs> that's Aaron Magruder's a genius. I mean, I thought Charlamagne would give us some inside <laughs> some more details, scoop some other inside. than what we all saw. He, he said it. He said it in the caption. He's, mm-hmm. He felt like doing some Boondocks sketches. You know, if you realize, mm-hmm. if you know he stopped doing the sketches because he felt like he didn't have anything anything else to say. So I guess now he has a lot to say because mm-hmm. of everything that we've been seeing the past couple of years, you know, due to the Trump administration. So um, I put those, those Boondocks comic scripts out yesterday because... Aaron asked me to. <laughs> and I think Aaron is a genius. Okay. And that's my guy. And I support him in anything that he does. Okay. But And last thing, R. Kelly, he has announced that he's touring. So he's going to be going on a tour. Where's he Where? going? Ain't in America. I know that much. <laughs> Australia, New Zealand, and Sri Lanka. Ooh. Yeah, I figured that. They, uh, he, he do know they got the internet, right? Let's see what we can happen. Some promoter must have paid for it already if they announced the dates. And he posted that on his Instagram yeah. page. New tour alert. Didn't I hear something like Philly banned them from coming to the city or something like that? Did I hear that? Oh, I don't know. I didn't hmm. see that. All right. Well, I'm Angela Indeed. Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right. I, Philly Philly can just ban them? He, just, he can never come down the city? No think, fly zone. I think all states that start with the letter P should ban R. Kelly. <laughs> no way. You you, yo, you're fast, man. You're <laughs> just fast, saying, man. You're quick. If you're a state of, you're city, fast if you're a state of yeah, city that starts with P, ass. and Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is PP, so they definitely should <laughs> See, ban R. Kelly. Cool. You're quick. You're quick. All right. Thank you, Yee. Up next is the People's quick. Choice Mix. All right. Revolt. We'll see you later. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Let's go. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. It's Black History Month. What are we doing? Who are we representing today, Charlamagne? Today, in honor of Bob Marley's Born Day, we turn to a new Black History Month legend who once starred in a movie called I Am Legend. Remember when Will Smith played the character Robert Neville and Robert had to school Anna Montez on the greatness of Bob Marley because Anna had zero clue? Well, if you don't remember or if you don't know, Here's your chance to learn. Will Smith is Robert Neville waxing poetically about the late, great Bob Marley. The Breakfast Club presents a new Black History Month legend. He had this idea. It was kind of a virologist idea. Um, he believed that you could cure racism and hate, literally cure it, by injecting music and love into people's lives. When they was... Scheduled to perform at a peace rally, gunmen came to his house and shot him down. Two days later, he walked out on that stage and sang. Somebody asked him why. He said, the people who are trying to make this world worse are not taking a day off. How can I? And that was another new Black History Month legend, courtesy of The Breakfast Club. All right, and happy birthday to Bob Marley. Today's his happy birthday. Happy born day to Bob Marley. You should, you should, we should all hope to make the impact on the world that Bob Marley did. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He might, you think, I would say he's like the biggest artist universally hmm. ever. Across everything, Bob. Yeah, I think Michael Jackson. Nah, I think Bob might have Michael beat across the world. I don't know though. That's close. Mm. Bob and Michael and maybe Tupac. And even like as far as his, um, you know, all all the merchandise. Oh, they selling the hell out of Bob Marley stuff. They got headphones. They got all types of stuff. Coffee, coffee, (laughs) juice. Yeah. All candles, matches, all types of Bob Marley. Yeah, I wonder about that. I wonder if there's kids out there who even his legacy, his children. 
You think people know Bob Marley's a real person? Yes. His kids. I'm just saying, because think about all the kids that just see him on merchandise. Yeah, they... Oh, you said, did they know he's a real person? Yeah. His music still <laughs> today, to, to this day, people still... To, like, Aunt your mama, like, just a pair of... That's per- what I'm saying. <laughs> no, man. Like, for real. They know he's a real person. Aunt your mama might be real, too, though. I'm not sure. What the hell was that? See? Talk about Bob Marley all of a sudden the phone. Bob Marley wants to call in. He wants to call in. <laughs> My goodness. All right. When we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Devon Franklin for joining us today. Yes, he's a class act, that guy. Mm-hmm. Let me say. He um, definitely has inspired and helped a lot of people. We had a Q&A yesterday, and the questions that people were asking him in the audience at the Schomburg were uh, pretty good. There was one, one woman who said that she's been with her husband, I think, for like 17 years, and she's now ready to leave him, and she just read his book. And now she wants to know what should her next steps be. And you got to um, hear what his answer was to that. But, you know, there's real-life situations what, that... What was his reading, answer? Because you got to be careful like when, you play with, when you play with people's lives and you really don't know the ins and outs and you, and you give people advice. Well, he recommended, of course, that they, um, they've been in couples therapy for five years. Oh. And she talked about how they have gone through... A different therapist because they were trying to find somebody that was suitable for them. She had these dreams and passions in life that she has not still achieved and he's not supportive mm. of what it is that she wants to do. And she put a lot of the things that she wanted to do and made a lot of sacrifices. What if she want to rap? And he just she like, no, you trash. <laughs> that, that's true. Yeah, well, but she wants to be a rapper. You know, but anyway, as I was saying, you know, she's tried basically, mm-hmm. and she's gone through all the different uh, feelings and gone through counseling and all of that. And, you know, he definitely did he isn't telling you to leave him or whatever, but everybody's relationship and situation is different. All he can do is guide you on some things that you can do, some actionable steps to c- kind of help you figure it out. Okay. All right. Well, I'll be with Devon Franklin tonight in Chicago, too. Uh, we'll be, we'll, we're we're going to be at the Fellowship Missionary Baptist Church having a... Uh, at what time? Uh, don't give me the line. But it's a program discussing the current state and future of, you know, just African-American men. So we'll be talking about, you know, mental health and just... Just doing the work to be a better human being out here. Okay. That's all. Yeah, to get rid of that dog inside of you. You're oh, I've been dog. did that. Mm-hmm. All right. Believe well, us on a positive note. Listen, the positive note is this, man. If you find a path with no obstacles, it probably doesn't lead anywhere. Breakfast Club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done?